This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am here with this Naked Mind podcast, and today I have Onoa. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Annie. How are you? Great. We were just commenting how we, we matched unknowingly. It's very fun. <laughs> yes, awesome. psychically. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you uh, sort of take us back to the beginning for you in terms of in terms of your drinking story? Where did it all start for you? So first of all, I just have to say how grateful I am to be here with you, Annie. I mean, and just have the opportunity to say to you how much your work you you've expanded my world beyond what you could know, and I think you you do know some of those, but I have to just like to sit in this space and to be able to share my story. It's just, you've given this great gift to the world and the ripple effect. We all see that happening all these ways that it opens up for people, but it's such a gift. And so I, I just, it means a a world that I can be here with you right now (laughs) and sharing part of my story and how, how that impacted and opened up these new possibilities. So That's a a big deal. It means a lot. It means a lot to me too. Um, So for my story, I do want to take it back to to childhood because so much of that did shape where I am now and and these life experiences that I I had. Um, And so back to the the beginning, when I was born, I was born to a single mom. And she was an artist and she lived in, you know, Northern California in the 60s and had this, um, you know, really unique life. Um, and what is so interesting right now that only just happened recently is that I've been able to piece together some of this early life because I have her journals. So I have pages and pages and journals and stacks of journals that I only could read after you know all these other things had happened that I could really sit down and read them but it's been fascinating it's like this piece of history that I wouldn't otherwise have known so I have some of these early life things pieced together a little bit more because of those journals and being able to almost become best friends with my mom through time and space and the other interesting thing is my daughter and I are the exact age difference that my mom and I were oh wow and so it's like this real time I don't know it's been really really interesting and so for a while I thought maybe these journals aren't to be read you know I don't know if I'd want my journals (laughs) to be read and so I kind of went back and forth with that but after that's been after I've opened them and started it's been just actually just like this healing experience 
of connecting in this really unique way because she was ahead of her time. She was just this really intelligent, amazing artist who was just, you know, her journals are just like art too, she, the way she writes. And it's just really fascinating. So it's such an honor to her and for me to experience it, you know? Um, so anyway, piecing together some early life has been fascinating. Um, and of course there's more that weaves into all of that, but um, you know, it was my mom and I, and she decided early on, I think it was around five to move to Mexico and her best friend lived down there. And so she said, come on down to Mexico. And so we picked up and moved. And so that, that also really shaped my early experience, especially just, you know, going somewhere completely different um, and being in that space. And so we lived a few different cities down there and, um, you know, a lot of my early memories now I'm, I'm piecing together, I'm kind of getting to those chapters of the journals. So I'll, I'll know more later, but you know, you have these fuzzy memories. And so it's interesting to connect, connect that, but we decided, yeah, yeah so it's, it's cool. It's a really, it's unique that I have that really. Um, so we decided to move back to the States and um, we moved to uh, a small little town and a few years into that, and um, you know, definitely my mom started to get sick. She wasn't up for doing things, you know, now that I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, I could see that a little bit more, how it was, how she was feeling. And she had her journey on this planet. She had her experiences, the things she was working through. And um, we knew like, she wrote me this amazing letter bef before she died. and. She like knew we had this uniquely like connected, but like this experience that we were gonna have, that it wasn't like something, she, she knew that something was, was maybe gonna happen, but that we had this just really unique bonding too, because it was just her and I. And so the year she started to get sick, I was fifth grade and that was really, touch and go. And so that really started to shape, you know, I would go to bed and you don't know if they're going to, she was going to be alive when I woke up. And so the realization of that, and then it's happening almost the this, this slow motion, but fast. And I was 10 getting ready to turn 11. And, um, you know, that's such a, a tricky time. And so you're experiencing this in the small town, which also was like highlighted. So you're the child that has the sick mom and it just was so surreal and difficult but we my mom and I just had such a bond and a closeness like we snuggled and loved and she just had this this way about her and the vibe she would create in our house and she would be doing art and painting and incense and you know I could just watch her and love her and she she knew she had to talk to me about other things I think she knew she had a um, she was just very honest with me, you know, and we were just very honest with each other. Um, and she, we realized like we had to figure out where I would go after she died and what a difficult conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really tricky <laughs> and such a, um, pivotal moment in my life, you know, realizing what we were up against. And so in the midst of all of this, um, like this amazing thing happened. So my 
first grade teacher from in this little town when I first moved from Mexico, who helped me so much acclimate to like moving into this town and back into the States and what that was like. Um, she, she and her family decided to take that they would take me in. Which now when you think about it as an adult, with your own children, she had her own children, her own family, as an 11, you know, I was almost 11 to take this child in, you know, um, but it was such a gift. She gave this gift to my mom, to me, like that we knew I had this place to go, which is huge. I mean, it was really just, you look back and you think like, okay, you've had these experiences, but there's also all these like magical um, like divine ways that we're connected and there's something there. It was really special. So being able to share my story also honors that too, this piece of what happened and, and how she stepped in for me. And so that gave me a place to go while my mom was, get, you know, was getting more touch and go. And she was there with me, you know, those last days. And when I got to hug my mom after she died and, you know, that was such a tragedy, such like, it's the unthinkable, basically, for, you know, so how I knew how I would have to step up and try to figure this out. So like early on, I was like, okay, I've got to figure this out. Um, but in this little town, which is so unique, um, you know, we were able to do things just our way. So we had prepared like her funeral, and we, I had special things to lay by her. And um, we just, they put a tr her, the coffin in a truck. I rode in the truck and that night we went to bury her. And like all these people from the town gathered, it's a small town and we did this ceremony, which is like very fuzzy in a way, piecing it together now, but, um, you know, because your brain protects you on certain things like that, but it was also just this, you know, it was just such this huge, it, obviously it, my whole life, you know, my whole life was turned upside down. Um, and to, to manage that and deal with that was really, really tricky. So that I think that's important. That's an important part of my story because <laughs> obviously that was like such a pivotal part of my youth. Um, and just the healing that continues from there and the inner child work and the going back to yourself as that 11 year old and and picking you up and keeping you with you and your future like fifth dimension self also swooping in like we have this this healing that can happen and so in turn like some some time passes on um and it's decided it's pro probably best for me to live with another family <laughs> and this was not no, I wasn't quite aware of that at this point. And, you know, there's been a lot of healing and full circle come. Obviously, my first grade teacher is so much more to me that, you know, my children call her their grandma and grandpa. And it's like this amazing journey that we've been through. But at that time, in your early teens, I might have, you know, there was obviously some things to process. And so I... I remember like looking back at that with shame, you know, seeing some of these early life. So that led to me li living with a family friend. And then after that, I lived with two other foster families through high school. So I'll, 
that was, that was a lot of families to live with in a pretty short amount of time. <laughs> um, and so you, it's hard not to look back and think, oh, I wasn't doing it right. Or, you know, putting meaning, the story that you're telling yourself around these things, when then as you look at as an adult or you connect to other women who've experienced that kind of a loss and there's books about it and you can learn all these different things, which is really, um, it's really special. And that's an important part of my story because like, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with you surviving these things and like doing these external, there's like the, so much more to give and to offer back from that. So as you could imagine, I haven't even got into the drinking yet, <laughs> but wow, I I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's important. I always kept it private because it just, it was my nature to keep it private. It was also a stigma I felt. And I was always trying to go beyond what my kind of my limitations that I had put that I kind of grown up with. And so I my dear friends knew, but I didn't really, sharing it now is, is big for me to share because, um, you know, there's so much healing that happens with that. But the thing of it is, is that the vulnerability when other people have shared and your podcast has opened up for me stories that I could hear a little of my, it was, I could listen to stories all the time. It meant so much and it offered me different perspectives and healing within that. So I think it's really important, you know, to not keep it. It doesn't yeah. stay there, you can move forward. So oh, I lived on the border though of Mexico and, and so different foster homes and what back in this time, you could just go across the line. We called it across the line. You just walk across the line with your school ID and you have the bars the nightclubs. It's like a whole scene. And I was 15. And so I get there and you walk across, you have your little school ID and they hand you a shot of tequila and you walk in and it's a, you're like, whoa, it's a whole scene. And so as you can imagine, I'm like navigating all these things. And it was only after your work too, that I'm like, oh, that's where it clicked. Like, you know, that's where it clicked. So well, it's like, you almost feel like oh, this is offering me a little bit of relief um, or a way, like it starts to click in that different way. Um, so it's really interesting how that happens. And it was so accessible. I mean, half days from school, everyone just goes to the bar and then it turns into a nightclub and then you're out. And it's like, that is a lot. Um, and it's a whole big thing. So naturally, and I remember even taking it a little bit too far then where some of my friends are like, okay, um, <laughs> you know, it was just so easy to, to go too far with it because I mean, it was affordable and free stuff. And, you know, it's a whole, a whole lot of stuff going on right across the line right there. But anyway, so move, then move to college, fast forward to college and it is, um, it was really, you know, there you don't even have any of those like other little boundaries, right? Because you're completely on your own. Like I didn't even have something to, so it escalated 
in college. And I think another part of it was, um, you know, I was uncomfortable um, with what I knew and what I was able to do. And I was trying to make this big jump. And I see like, you're trying it from this, this one type of living and what you see, like you're trying to make a jump into a different scene. And there's like unspoken things that you just don't know maybe, or even, I mean, simple things that like, I didn't know how to pack a bag and you throw stuff in your bag or how to eat. And I would see people moving their children up to college and setting up their rooms with stuff. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't have that. And I don't know that stuff. Um, and so I think that level of uncomfort with like, knowing, which of course, how would you know? You gather so much information from watching your mom and all these different years of your life. You don't, you know, and then it's it's disjointed. And so you're missing some things. And so I think that led to college, me really taking it to another level um, with alcohol, because it was like how you adult and how you grow up. And it kind of, it's almost like it washes this blanket over things you don't know because you're like, oh, well, everyone was doing that. And the unique thing in college is I met, um, you know, some of the most amazing women and friends. And we, we were kids then, but now, you know, 25 plus years later, still the best of friends. Like I had this opportunity for a different type of family and help and like love. And it was just really incredible. And it just happened to be my first roommate that we just got matched up together and then all of these friends connected and it was just really beautiful but in that time too I think a lot of people gravitated who were also still like there was a lot of partying going on and I'm sure that's pretty typical you know right it sounds like for most people in college but I think it was just what we did for everything it was how we celebrated or how we didn't celebrate how <laughs> we just had a regular day and everything was really um, connected to that. And so the one thing I always really kept steady though is, is school, even through high school, through all of it, I was like, I liked doing well, I liked learning, I liked, it was like the place I knew. And I was like, I'm gonna, I knew I needed to figure stuff out and I liked it. And so I just stayed really steady with school. And then like the double life starts happening more where you're like doing all these things, but trying to, but only a little bit because on the exterior, you know, you can wash a lot more off in college, but I did notice it was starting to change a bit of who I was because the day and like the anxiety and a worry and not feeling good, you know, that just starts shaping. Um, and so now that I reflect back, I'm like, oh, okay, I could see that starting to happen, but um, and during this time, um, another thing that really was significant, um, so I, I get a call from my, the family who took me in originally, who's now like, we're family, you know, I have a sister and a brother from that family. And, um, there was a car accident. And so my brother, my brother died in a car accident and he was only 15. And so I was in college in a different scene. I hadn't been there. I'd been in these different houses. I hadn't had a chance to, I hadn't spoken to him in a long time. And 
So going back and seeing that tragedy and my, through my family, you know, their eyes and through, it was just, it was really, it was really sad. It was just awful, you know, to experience that. And I remember even thinking, okay, well, alcohol, like will help you manage that, you know? Um, and so that was a big, big thing that that happened in our family, this life. Um, so fast, fast forwarding out of this, out of college, um, you know, I started to really focus on external successes and I got married to an amazing, to an amazing man and bought a home and, um, worked on my career, got my master's doing all these things that, you know, um, I wanted to accomplish, but this is starting where that more of that cognitive, cognitive dissonance starts because you're living this life, but then again, that double life of, you know, it's just not matching up. And I started to feel it like in me, but I didn't know. And I honestly, Annie, I could never imagine thinking, oh, well, like alcohol, like it was so ingrained in everything that I did. And I did, I know you've said this before too, but I really did think it was the glue. It was like giving me the energy to get it done, to figure it out, to like, you would be telling me, I was like, "Mm," you know, and the, the connection and um, with friends and all of that. So yeah, that is, it's interesting how it really feels that way. Um, So the big next thing that happened um, that really changed is that I decided to have a home birth, two home births with my children. And this is where like things really started to like tap into me. And, you know, you go through, of course, I mean, for me, I didn't drink during pregnancy. Um, You're in this different type of tapping into these like universal energies. And so that started to really show me like what was possible. And then going through the home birth and like resonating with your strength and experiencing that is like you're tapping into these two worlds. And so I started to really see what, what was there, but interestingly enough, after you have the baby, you're breastfeeding, it's like drinking just creeps back in. And I realized that even though I stopped drinking for this time and baby, like I didn't do the work around it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll go back. Don't worry. I'll be at that party at that time and be able to do that. You know? So you're not you're like almost suspended in it, right? You're not, but, and how interesting that you could just stop. Well, for me, right? Oh, were you pregnant? Of course you'll stop. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Um, so not doing the work around it, you know, definitely um, lead it, led it to, to creep back in. But I had this pull, this like knowing, I knew there was something and I couldn't get to it. I couldn't get to it. And it was years and years. Mm. And it was like, I could kind of get there, but then something was blocking me and I could, 
I could feel it blocked, but I knew there was something. And so I started pouring, like I, I love to research and anything to about food and EMFs and fluoride and mattresses and, you know, anything, especially when it comes to caring for my children, I just research and I want to find more information. And I'm like really conscious of what we put into our, our bodies and around like with my kids and their health and like then the disconnect, but like, oh, the cheapest wine. Okay, sure. <laughs> like, you know, like it was, it was weird that you'd worry so much, like all these little specific things and this, this alcohol gets a free pass. And I think that's really where the trick trickiness of the gray area drinking slips into, because it's like just keeping you not able to access like but where you're on the external, you're like, well, it's just these events and I'm just having a few glasses here and a few glasses there. And like, there's nothing to like, be like, oh my gosh, this is it for you. Um, and so I think that almost leaves you stuck so much longer. Not, And I don't know, that's projecting that image, but because it's just okay, everything's okay. You're like, just keeping that steadiness. And now that I've learned so much more about alcohol, like how much time it takes to really remove from your body that it's in there. So even if you think you're drinking, it's still always there. It never could give me a chance to see what it was like with fully without. So I tried cleanses and sugar detox and like ways that I knew I was searching, but it never, I never could figure it out. I couldn't figure it out which is really interesting. And so in the search for food and learning more about our environment, anyway, I was reading different blogs and this one uh, woman who wrote a recipe and I was like all into her paleo thing. I was going to read her recipe just out of nowhere by perfect coincidence. Her recipe was short and her story was really long, you know, how you have to read to get to it. And I just started reading her story and her vulnerability and her honesty was floored me. She explained how she took this time off alcohol and what this had done and like all these things that opened up for her. And halfway through, she said, there's this book, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And something I was like, whoa. And, And the impact of her sharing her story so vulnerably, like I was just here in the world, like I don't know. It's just the impact, right? Of somebody sharing how it could mean. So I I've written her a message, but beautiful. Yeah. So she shared your book and was like, you know, just, and I just knew I'm like, okay. And I got your, I got your book that day and I read it in two days (laughs) and it, it was incredible. It was like this gift that you gave me to, I was sitting on all these things, all these things that I had inherited over all these years that I just, I thought were true. And it's things started to unravel for me so quickly. So it's like the book, um, it just gave me this great gift to like all these things that can expand beyond that. Removing this one thing, like how you talk about so much is like that domino, right? This one thing that's keeping you stuck. It was like keeping me from accessing that. And so 
I read the book and it just started unraveling. My husband was like, what are you reading? Cause I couldn't help but share it, share it. And he's like, I've been feeling this pull too. So we went through it together. He, I just, by me lecturing to him mostly, <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but so I would keep telling him, telling him and we, but it was a really bonding and unique experience that we could do that together. And I saw the power of connecting while we're navigating through this and exploring and going through that first year. And so that was in 2018. And then it just was, it was incredible what was underneath all of that, that removing that, that was what I was searching for. That was what I was feeling pulled to. And now I could see, like, I had been afraid, like to feel through an emotion and to know that, you know, how much we, we shape our lives and I'd seen it and I'd um, tapped into it, but it was so blocked. And it is just really, really incredible to have that. So a couple of years later then too, I saw like I'd been really connected with your community and seeing that community, I started sharing it with friends and then seeing their experience open up and that vibe that you feel like there's so much more we're here for. And they're like, oh, and then I'm doing this. And then I'm doing this. You're like, you can feel it like energetically. You're like, oh my gosh, this is where I need to be. Like, there's all these things to do and discover. And I just, I love that. I love that being able to share that with somebody and then share that with others. And so I just felt so called to, to do, to your coaching program and and see that. And I'd been a teacher for so long and in education and doing all these different things, but being able to share this, what I felt so passionately about, like opening up this opportunity coming from these life experiences, you know, you're this and, and being able to then do, do so much more and see all these other things that open up for you. And so then the coaching program was this next big, I mean, huge life-changing experience. The mastermind and the coaches and people who are on this level, like we're leveling, we're feeling it energetically, like the planet's like calling us to this. There's so much in it and sharing it in that experience and bouncing that off of people and, and the people you meet and the incredible friendships you form and just the self-discovery too. It's just been amazing. So I completed the program and now I'm, you know, have my own coaching business, which I named fosteringyou.co because I wanted to, you know, as a child, I would think like, oh, you have these, like someone will save me. And, you know, you, and maybe as an adult too, <laughs> you think like, hmm, um, yeah. you know, come, who's going to come and take me, rescue me. Um, and like through this, through this, and through the healing, you, you've given me the gift of being able to unlock all of this healing, but you're saving yourself, you know, you're fostering you. And that's all of a sudden, like, okay, wait, it's me like, okay. But that's also the beauty in it because it's you and you had it all along in there. And so that is what, and I fostering you and co like you're in good company. Like, even if you've experienced, we've all have these different stories with like shared threads of feelings and things through it, but we're all working on those. Like we've all had experiences that were, we're all fostering ourselves and, and, 
and seeing what's possible. So it's been really, it's been really amazing. And, and it's just such an honor to be able to share that with you <laughs> because it's such an impact, you know, on my life, on my family, on my friends. So well, that's so amazing. Wow. What a, what a compelling story. So um, you and your husband kind of read the book and then in the early days, were there any bumps or struggles or, you know, how did people in your social world react? How did, how did that go? Mm, that's interesting. I feel like I had a lot of my bumps early on. <laughs> Like I was doing a, a lot of pre-work um, and that, but reading the book. So for me, I mean, it was just, it was life-changing. And then, and having my husband join me was incredible. What I think was unique about us being able to share it together is that we didn't have to make it a big, we kind of could just navigate together. And so mm -hmm. that was unique. And that's where I really saw the power of having someone like as you're navigating it, because there's things that you don't see and ways that you're connecting and talk, talking to someone through it. It was really powerful. Um, I think it really threw our family and friends, like, you know, people think, oh, you're doing this for now. Or are you still doing that? Like, and I approached it that way too, Annie. And I still do like nothing about, um, like, I don't like hard and fast rules. <laughs> Like I'll rebel against myself right yeah. now. I'm, and so I don't say any rules about um, how I'm approaching it. Like alcohol is not serving me. It's allowing me to see all these other things that aren't serving me either and tap into the energy that I know is for me. And that feels right for me right now. And so I really approached it in this way, like I don't know. Initially, Annie, I thought I would do it for, well, first of all, I didn't want to tell anybody because I was like, I better not say a peep. I like to kind of keep things <laughs> quiet. And then I was thought 30 days. And so when I signed up, so I read your book and I signed up for the free alcohol experiment. And that was also such a big impact because it was right in line with exactly what I needed each of those days. You're like a mind reader with that. So that was really, really huge. And it gave me that support I needed at that time, big time. And then we just started navigating it. I think people were really surprised because a lot of our events, I mean, even our wedding and our early life and partying, it was a big part of like the scene. Um, and I do have some friends that shared that they were sad. And I know that feeling too, because I remember when people would say, oh, I'm not drinking right now. You're like, wait, wait, what? Because I'm like, no, no, that's not good because I'm not ready to figure that out myself um, yet because that's like the thing you share. And it, alcohol is so good at making you, like it's so good at connecting in those things that are joy and fun and connection. It wrapped itself so well in there. So you think, oh, those late nights talking with my best, girlfriend oh was it the alcohol hmm or was it the connection and remembering and the joy and all the other things that I started to uncover too like how much the it made my anxiety that I carried so far with me that oh my gosh that was fueling it um to this great degree so I think our family, um, you know, there's little com uh, little things that you see along the way and you piece together, but I don't know. We just, 
found this way to navigate it together. And it's, it's kind of cool to see the ripple. And now that it's been almost three years, like I was talking to my sister-in-law and she's like, oh, it's neat to hear their perspective of where we were and what we do now and how we vacation and um, all these things that, that it opened up for me that I thought was a thing that I loved about it, like was the joy and the fun and that it's not. So I don't know, that's a roundabout answer of saying it. I guess it was, you know, there was mixed views, but I think overall it's, um, it opens up all these other things too of connection and, and presence and beauty and friendships and family. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. I am. Um, oh, there was something that you said that I really related to. Um, and now it's totally slipped my mind about, um, oh, the rules and, and just not, you know, making sure that you're not even giving yourself an ultimatum because even though, you know, in your heart, you're like, yeah, no, this is the right choice for me right now, but just not falling into like the labels or rules for me has been really useful and valuable and, and kind of like really empowering in a way. And so I've, yeah, I resonate with that a lot. I, I think I resonate with it so much. If you hadn't given, it's so funny how, I mean, in alcohol too, since it's numbing, it kind of keeps your world small, but you gave this like door option three. You're like, huh, bringing this awareness and like how, and these door, the options where it opens the conversation. And I think that's such a big part of it too. Like in that gray area or however you're drinking, like, could, could we want to feel better? Could we be tapping into what that healing and that, that you feel in your heart? Like you gave this, it's so interesting how funny you can kind of get this or that, this or that. And you're like, what about this? And you're like, wow. Oh, that question now opened up everything for me, allowed me to explore something. Honestly, Annie, I probably wouldn't have because I didn't want to think of any, you know, other option right? Like I couldn't imagine not leaving alcohol and like being like where it feels, I wanted exactly how your words, small and irrelevant. I didn't want it yeah. to consume my brain power. I have other things to do here. And it was, yeah. it's so consuming. And so every day, and I just thought, gosh, a life of it, always that I can't, that's not for me. It just doesn't feel right to me. And I don't, didn't want to do it. And so you offered this way to explore it that you bring something that feels so big and it's so tangled that makes it approachable. And also it's like just the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So true. Yeah. So, um, oh, so, so great. I, I can, you know, in every story I hear, I think there's parts of it where I'm like, oh yeah, that was, that was something for me too. Or I remember that I actually remember going to El Paso, Texas when I was um, 19 or something and going across the border to Juarez and it being like, oh, wow, you can drink here. That's interesting. And, you know, everybody <laughs> drinking and stuff. And, you know, it was a good thing I wasn't living there. It was just a week long trip, but it was very much because I was kind of a rule follower sometimes, sometimes I wasn't, but it was like, oh, you know, it's legal. And it was so interesting, just that culture of just a humongous group of kids walking over the border to the bars and then walking back over the border and, you know, just every single night, just as long as you had an ID. So yeah. I visualize that very well. 
I, I was there for a few nights of my life. Um, that's very interesting. Yes, it is. Well, this has been this has been great. Um, so first of all, let me ask you now, and I love I love the name of, of your coaching practice. I think it's so uh, true and appropriate and the idea of really like like we're the ones, right? Like especially with the inner child work that you were talking about and stuff, like we do have this power. you know, everything is inside of us that we ever need. and And sometimes I actually, when I feel stuck in my own life, um, I think about that. I heard that from, I don't know who it was, but basically this idea that like, if, how do you feel if you just close your eyes and be like, all I need is within me now. Like right now, everything I need is already within me. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, mm -hmm. and so it can be a really great sort of mantra when you're stuck. And I think that's the essence of um, fostering you, which is just so cool. So where would people find you? So my website is fosteringyou.co. So okay. you can go to my website. I have groups um, and coaching on there and different events and things like that that I'm putting together, which is really exciting. So that's also my Instagram. It's onawa underscore fosteringyou.co, but you can also get to it just through through the website. Yeah. Awesome. That's really great. That's so cool. Yeah. And so then let me ask you the question that I sort of ask at the end of um, all of these, which is if you were going to go back in time <clears throat> to the girl who really felt like it was the glue holding everything together, um, what would you tell her about how life is now? So I think a lot of what, of what you just said, like you have this access to this universal energy to your truth you have it and this is like i wasn't aware of how big of an obstacle alcohol was in my way of seeing that and so once you remove that then you're able to connect to connect to it connect to your truth to your intuition to all these things that i kept feeling this pull too. So I think I just would want to let, you know, really that experience of really living your life, the highs and the lows and what that's teaching you and how we're navigating through that. So I think just letting me know, just, just like what you said, like when we close our eyes, like we have it all here and that this one obstacle, you know, you have the, you're going to have these tools, like get curious, bring awareness to it. And curiosity allows you to see that without so much judgment because you're just curious. And that's so much of your work, which just offers you that space. You're like, okay, I can do curiosity. <laughs> so I think those would be the things like you have it in you. We are connected, get curious about this. And there's so much more on the other side that you're here to do. Yeah, I, I feel like that just resonates with so many people on sort of this side of the conversation. It's like, wow, I had no idea how it would awaken my intuition, how I would be able to see things I couldn't see before, how I would be able to move in ways that I didn't realize, like move forward and move through things and how things were such big issues and problems um, were actually manageable and solvable. And so many, so many things, because it does, we have great power in us and, and alcohol really dampens that power. Um, it takes it, 
and pulls it right down. And, you know, if there's something you wanted to give someone to make them weak, it would be something addictive so that they lose control of their own, own desires. And it is, you know, very much like, that's how it was in my life. It's like, well, I, I sometimes had this vision of like this awake person and then it would come in and I would just like be like slowly falling asleep. And part of me would be like screaming like, no, 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 don't, no, 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 no. This is not what's supposed to be happening. And then like you're under and it's sort of like you're, you're back in the cycle. And um, yeah, it's kind of a fuzzy idea, but just this idea of like, when I was away from it, I would be myself and then I would, it would kind of take and, and kind of seep out this life force and I'd be seep falling out. back asleep. But, yes, the power, our innate power. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I completely, yes, I completely hear. And then you can start seeing other things that aren't serving you. Like, cause you, it keeps you from, you know, seeing some of those things. Yeah. That's really does keep you from your, power. yeah. It really keeps it like blinders almost like, cause when you're numbing your inner guidance system, which is your emotions and your intuition, then you are walking through things blind, um, yes. which is intense. So, yeah. Definitely. Um, well, this has been just so great. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I really, I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it means a lot. It's such a, a way to honor some of that with my mother and the journey through all of that. So I really appreciate the space and being able to do it and, and for you, Annie. So I really appreciate it so much. <laughs> Are you ready for a deep dive and truly lasting change? If so, you might consider my intensive program. It's a nine week self-led program that you can do in the complete comfort of your own home and it will truly transform your relationship with alcohol. If you wanna learn more about this, go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash intensive. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.